We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Ron DeRockstrup The daughter of Qasem Soleimani is asking Iranian President Hassan Rouhani who will avenge the death of her father General Soleimani the head of Iran's elite Quds force and the mastermind of its regional security strategy was killed in an airstrike near Baghdad's international airport early Friday Footage showed Zainab Soleimani the daughter of Soleimani posing the question of vengeance to Rouhani during a meeting in Tehran Rouhani replied by vowing revenge for the killing telling Zainab Soleimani don't you worry about that Iran has pledged harsh retaliation in the aftermath of the killing, raising fears of war. President Donald Trump said Soleimani posed a threat to the American people and that he ordered the strike to prevent a conflict. I'm Zaria Shakili. And this is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt knows where his vote is going in 2020. There's not going to be an election year recession. Democrats are so sad that people are going to keep their jobs and get wage increases. Because if you vote for a Democrat next year, you're just crazy. You're voting against your economic interest. That's the election in a nutshell. Trump might drive you crazy. You might love him. It doesn't matter. I like this economy. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner, Mitch Berg, is right around the corner, right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And if you're not in your car but still want to listen to Mitch and all the entertaining conservative commentary right here on AM 1280 The Patriot, go to iHeart.com or the iHeart app and search for AM 1280 The Patriot. You can listen anywhere you are. Here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors, mostly cloudy, high of 27 tonight, low of 24, chance of snow and sleet. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that sends... Send us your tired, huddled masses who are all yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Uh, my name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My broadcast going on year 16 here, rather shortly, just three months away from that here. My blog going on 18 years old. Gosh, in just uh, less than a month here. <laughs> that snuck up on me. Anyway, and I do it for the fun of it, pretty much. Eh. You know, make a few Jacksons here and there. But, uh, in fact, if you're an advertiser, feel free to have your people call my people. I, I am my people. Anyway, I thought, sure, I was going to get through those two topics, uh, those two juxtaposed topics, by the way. The the revulsion big left feels for people in flyover land defending themselves and for uh, the uh, the fact that, that the U.S. military took out uh, Qasem Soleimani. Uh, the head of the uh, basically basically the the Quds force the 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 Iranian equivalent of the CIA and Green Berets rolled up into one who had been engaged by the way in an act of war against the United States the the attack on the U.S. embassy uh, in Baghdad and the rocket attacks on some other bases that killed an American contractor uh, just before that which led to airstrikes in retaliation which led to the attack on the embassy which led to the deployment of Marines. Uh, by the way, in stark contrast to the Obama administration's uh, response to a very similar episode in Benghazi in 2012, uh, that tells you, I think, much of what you need to know about the uh, the situation. Now, uh, I do have friends on the left who say, well, there's a lot of risk in this and not a whole lot of reward. And in, in widening and sharpening the conflict with the Iranians. 
And these are one progressives, by the way, who may well allow for the fact that uh, the Iranians have a been turning their fire back towards the United States, uh, who with whom we had some common interest against ISIS, but you could not honestly say we were allies any more than Hitler and Stalin were allies in dismembering Poland uh, eighty years ago. But it also needs, if you want to be intellectually honest. You also have to admit that there were risks and dubious rewards in letting the status quo proceed with Soleimani and his organization alive well and doing the mischief it did. Because while they went uh, six years without attacking many Americans, that doesn't mean that they weren't uh, carrying on their mischief elsewhere in the world. They kept the supply of weapons going into Israel, to the, the West Bank anyway, the West Bank and to the Gaza Strip, from whence they launched countless missiles, uh, rockets and, and mortar, sh- uh, mortar shells and other hardware into Israel, killing several, uh, causing the expenditure of immense amounts of treasure to guard Israel against these, these attacks leaving uh, craters and lots of shrapnel uh, from the Iron Dome system and the occasional dead Israeli all over southern Israel. And let's not forget, of course, they are key players in the widening and the entrenchment of the civil war in Syria, which has been one of the great human tragedies of this past decade. Half a million dead, at least 10 million people displaced in a in a in something that has, has dislocated a fair amount of society in all of Europe as refugees wash over the country, bringing out all sorts of social problems that are destabilizing, slowly destabilizing, and all of Western Europe. This is the work of the person who was just, oh, just killed. And by the way, let's not forget they're intimately involved in the blowing up of two uh, tankers in the Persian Gulf and the sabotage, one might say, bombing of a Saudi oil refinery, which may not affect us, but will certainly have an effect on the third world and on the Asian economy, and that intimately affects ours. And so to say that Soleimani and his Quds force hasn't been attacking the West in quite some time is disingenuous unicorn watching at its finest. Uh, not unicorn watching in the sense that uh, actress Rose McGowan engaged in uh, immediately after the news of the attack in which she tweeted, quote, Dear Iran, the USA disrespected your country, your flag, your people. Fifty-two percent of us humbly apologize. We want peace with your nation. We're being held hostage by a terrorist regime. We do not know how to escape. Please do not kill us. Now, Rose McGowan is a B-list actress and kind of a famous leftist bobblehead, even by Hollywood standards. And I did invite her on Twitter to... Uh, by the way, if you look at her uh, account avatar on Twitter, she's wearing a rather low-cut outfit, as in cut down to her navel. And and I did, along with several other Americans with capacity for logic, did say, you should wear that outfit to Tehran and see how that works, uh, how, how that flies with the, the revolutionary guards. I haven't heard back from her. Perhaps her people will contact me today on that invitation. Anyway, 651-289-4488. I have to observe this. Seeing the reverence that Big Left has been pouring out for this, well, I don't want to say butcher, but this this terrorist leader who, in, in his own way, has control over as big of a terrorist organization as as bin Laden ever did and a more established one than al-Baghdadi ever did. In fact, someone who David, David Petraeus in his day referred to as the foremost terrorist leader in the world, more important, more impactful than bin Laden himself, especially given that he had the resources of entire nation state uh, and an entire nation state to, to carry out his operations in. It's considerably more dangerous than bin Laden, especially after we conquered much of Afghanistan. Uh, It just keeps going on and on. I'm going to go through two hours on this subject. I don't want to. But the fact that that so much of Big Left was awestruck by this guy. I mean, when I say awestruck, 
within the last two years, Time magazine referred to General Soleimani, a man whose primary mission in life is to focus funds and resources and expertise and training and encouragement to people who go out and kill other people to support Iranian interests. They referred to him as a cross between James Bond and Lady Gaga. This is hero worship. This hero worship. Someone who is a leading anti-American leader. Uh, excuse me. I think I'm pretty sure they see him as an anti-Trump leader. Because you never heard a word about him during the Obama administration. But suddenly he was being seen as a hero. In fact, now with his untimely demise, I'm going to hazard a guess here. That pretty soon we're going to start seeing, uh, you know those Che Guevara t-shirts that are those annoying college kids through 60-something hippie socialist anti-fat types like to wear around the place? The ones that make the, the racist, homophobic butcher Che Guevara look like a romantic figure? I predict, here and now today, and you can hold me to this prediction, that you will start seeing Qasem Soleimani t-shirts on uh, on some of these, quote, people, end quote. Mark my words. In fact, please, by all means, uh, tag me if you see one, get a picture of one, and post it up on Twitter, because I will bet you anything this happens. By the way, Ilhan Omar uh, points out, quote, we are outraged the president would assassinate a foreign official, possibly setting off another war without congressional authorization, and has zero plan to deal with the consequences. But you knew that. She was responding to Ted Cruz's uh, pointing out that the Obama Department of Defense <laughs> had uh, said he was uh, responsible, for, uh, Soleimani was responsible for 500 American deaths of service Amer- uh, servicemen and service women. Um, well, she's just, <laughs> she's just uh, working for the people who pay for it. Did I say that? I don't know. Yeah, there's there's allegations. We'll see. We we may never find out the what's behind all of Ilhan Omar's money, but it doesn't matter. It was a stupid thing to say, but I dig- <laughs> But I repeat myself. <sighs> At any rate, there's. Uh, I could go on and on on that. That's not even the big subject I want to talk about today. <laughs> uh, this past week, I believe it was uh, Thursday. I believe it may have come out Wednesday uh, on uh, on share uh, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell's New Year's greetings to the city, and uh, in and among the rest of the group, this is the bulk of it, and it re- reads a little like this: Happy New Year's, everyone! This year, I want to try something new. For a change, I want to make a resolution that's actually achievable. Unlike my previous resolutions related to exercise and weight loss, which have obviously failed. Hey, don't worry, Chief. You look fabulous. Anyway, for some time now. I've been troubled by a clause in the Minnesota State Constitution. It involves the word slavery, which doesn't reflect our state values. He helpfully points out that Article 1, Section 2 of the Minnesota State Constitution reads, quote, There shall be neither slavery nor involuntary servitude in the state otherwise than as punishment for a crime of which the party has been convicted. Uh, the chief goes on to say, That means that today, even today, 162 years since the state of Minnesota banned slavery and servitude, there is still an exception in the Constitution that allows it. Huh. Slavery is not a Minnesota value. And he goes on to say, <laughs> words matter. That's why I'm making it my 2020 resolution to raise awareness of this clause to ignite a movement among people who care about doing what's right. A movement to champion an amendment removing slavery from the Minnesota State Constitution. Now, it seems on its face, on its surface, like something that you could possibly argue with. I mean, slavery is bad. We don't want the Constitution to reflect bad things. It certainly triggers a good chunk of our population, uh, and, and not without reason. I mean, slavery was a, a horrific thing to inflict on other human beings, and this nation as a whole, a good chunk of this nation practiced slavery, and a chunk of this nation, the rest of this nation, set up a political system that could endure people having a significant difference of opinion. Uh, on a on an issue like slavery, uh, on, on the idea that humans could claim the right to own other human beings. It was a profoundly evil thing. And the Minnesota Constitution 
has the S word in it. Got to get rid of it, right? Well, we'll talk about more of that more when we come back. Because this effort, I can't decide if it's childish, if it's Orwellian, or if it's just plain cynical. Maybe I don't have to decide at all. 651-289-4488. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Hi, this is Scott from the Kingdom Builders. I had the privilege of living in Central Asia for a number of years, and the word for roof is krisha, and it has a meaning more than just the roof over your heads, but it has an understanding of physical protection. Who is your roof? Who is your protection? It also means someone watching out for you or over you. Here at the Kingdom Builders, we want to be providing a quality product, a quality roof for your family or for your business. But more important than that is to communicate that the Lord Jesus is our ultimate protection. He is the one that has paid the penalty for our sins so that we might know eternal life in him. So if we at the Kingdom Builders can provide for you a Cretia, a roof for your home, or share with you more about our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our ultimate covering and protection, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or visit us on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key word pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. As we wrap up a decade, we want to thank you for tuning in and keeping us strong by supporting our advertisers. To us, it means the world. AM 1280 The Patriot looks forward to another year of keeping the Twin Cities right. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 is the number to call, should you join me, and I hope you do. You can also join me at hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Yeah. My high school prom theme. What is, oh, Blondie by the Iron City House Rockers. Hey, by the way, don't forget, conservative talk, the format's so nice, we brought it to you twice. We got AM 12A, the Patriot, and Freedom 1570. So, tune in either way, up and down the AM dial. Got Dana Lash, Mark Levin, Ben Shapiro. By all means, join us. Two different stations, no waiting. In case there's too big of a line here at AM 12A, the Patriot, you can get on the 1570, actually. Just twice as many awesome programs uh, out of the same building. You've got the entire lineup here at AM 12A, the Patriot. You've got the entire lineup at the 1570. Either way, there's no reason to leave Salem Twin Cities, no matter what. Anyway, so we're talking 
about St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell's uh, tweet, not tweet, it was a Facebook page on his uh, personal uh, police chief page, uh, special the, the, the page created for his office. Uh, he, he, and he pointed out that he wants to lead an effort, a resolution, he calls it, uh, semi-jokingly, but he calls it his New Year's resolution to get the word slavery removed from the Minnesota State Constitution. Now, the part of the Constitution applicable says, and I quote, and it's a direct quote from the Constitution, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist uh, or any place subject to its uh, jurisdiction. That's the Minnesota Constitution, right? Whoops, I skipped a part. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude. It's, it's the beginning of, of, the, of the sentence. It's a fairly clear sentence. But wait, if you're a keen-eared listener, you notice that that's not the same sentence I read before the break, which read, there shall be neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, otherwise than as punishment for a crime of which the party has been convicted. So, neither slavery nor servitude except as punishment for a crime for which the party has been convicted. In other words, prison after a trial. If you're convicted of a, of a crime that is duly uh, believed to or legislated to, to warrant prison. So which is it? Is it neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction? Or is it there shall be neither slavery nor involuntary servitude in the state otherwise than as punishment for a crime of which the party has been convicted? Well, you caught the key words in the first example, in the United States. The first example that I read, and I'll say it one more time, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment of, uh, for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. That's Section 1 of the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution passed in 1865, which forever abolished slavery in the United States. And, by the way, was incorporated on the state's uh, to, so, so that no state constitution or any other state statute could override it per the 14th Amendment. And if you listen carefully, you might notice that that sounds very similar to the wording of Article 1, Section 2 of the Minnesota State Constitution. There shall be neither slavery, slavery nor involuntary servitude in the state otherwise than as punishment for a crime of which the party has been convicted. Almost word for word the same, exactly thought for thought the same. There shall be no involuntary servitude except prison for as a result of due process, which, by the way, is what prison is. It's involuntary service, servitude. It's a loss of some portion of your agency in life because you did something wrong as opposed to slavery which is a loss of agency in your life because someone captured you or your parents or grandparents and sold some or all of you into slavery and considers you as property. One of them is a profoundly evil thing. The whole world knows this today. The other one is one of the unfortunate consequences of keeping order in society, the idea that you have to sometimes take people out of society for a while, subject to due process, subject to constitutional protections, such as the absence of cruel and unusual punishments or extreme sentences, whatever that means. And that's the subject of endless litigation and legislation. But the fact is, both both amendments, both sections of both constitutions say that except for prison, which is a matter of maintaining public order, involuntary servitude cannot happen within the jurisdiction of this document. In one case, the state of Minnesota. In the other case, the United States Constitution. The difference between the two exists not in its text, but in the context. The 13th Amendment happened after the Civil War, or was passed as the Civil War was grinding to a halt, one of Abraham Lincoln's great legislative achievements, getting a piece of legislation into the Constitution 
that forever abolished slavery finally in the United States, resolving the great intellectual, ideological chasm between two halves of this country. It was something that needed to happen at the founding of this country, but it didn't. It's the end, uh, perhaps, at least the, the, the legislative end of perhaps the greatest moral blot, one of the two greatest moral blots on the American uh, character, but it happened. It happened after a civil war that was America's costliest war in terms of raw lives. And when you consider the proportion of the population, it was considerably more so. Remember, in 1860, uh, 1861, America had 32 million people. 600,000 of them died. By the way, that's one-tenth of the population we have today. So 600,000 people out of a population of 32 million is proportional to 6 million dead in, a popu- in the population we have today. Multiply by 10. There you have it. Can you imagine a conflict that would kill 6 million Americans today? It was against that backdrop that the 13th Amendment was passed after a war that was fought entirely about slavery. Go ahead, call call me and argue with me about that. Every cause of the Civil War traces back to slavery. I'd love to have that discussion with some of you on the left who are tuned in. What was different about the Minnesota State Constitution was that it happened before the Civil War, at a time when every American and every state that joined the Union had a choice to make. Do we want to be a slave state? Or do we want to be a free state? And they had the option of dodging the questions and saying, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to leave this to people above our pay grade to decide. But the people who founded the state of Minnesota did, in fact, put that choice down in black and white. They said at a time when it was an imponderably controversial statement to make that this is going to be a free state, that human bondage, except as a matter of maintaining public order after due process of law and subject to all the constitutional protections that already existed, is abolished. It's preempted. You can't have slaves in Minnesota, which, by the way, had not always been the case. While Minnesota was never a slave state and slavery was not part of the territorial system in Minnesota, uh, federal employees could and did bring slaves to Minnesota. Fort Snelling, which was founded in 1819, was the home of a number of of army officers uh, and other staffers who brought their slaves with from down south. Little known bit of trivia. One of them was a, a slave named Dred Scott, who was owned by one of the officers at Fort Snelling and who uh, used Minnesota's, uh, the Minnesota Territory, actually at that time the Dakota Territories, status as a free state as the basis from which to launch the litigation that led to the rather appalling Dred Scott decision. Uh, kids, ask your parents. It, it was a, a defeat for the, for the, for the, in the battle for abolition, but it helped in its own way to lead to the Civil War. And in its own way, it started at Fort Snelling. So, the state of Minnesota, in the document that established this state, took a stance and said, this is a free state, at a time when that was by no means a foregone conclusion. And yes, the states above the Mason-Dixon line all were, uh, all, all in fact were free states, and there had been never much question that Minnesota was going to be a free state. But this was at a time when literal wars were being fought. The Kansas, uh, in civil war, in a, in a real sense, the civil war broke out in Kansas a couple of years before the rest of the country was engulfed in war. An incredibly bloody, incredibly violent, mind-warpingly ugly bit of fratricide the state of Kansas uh, led the rest of the nation into civil war. About the same time Minnesota was talking about becoming a state, about the same time the Minnesota Constitution was being drafted. So, against that backdrop, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell 
makes it his resolution to uh, remove references to slavery from the Minnesota State Constitution, saying words matter. That's why he's making it his uh, 2020 resolution. Words do matter. So does history. This move, and by the way, it was uh, greeted with a assent from Representative John Lesh, who said he would author the legislation to see to this. I can't decide if this is childish Orwellian or incredibly cynical. We'll discuss that when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Good night, we'll be right back. They convicted an innocent man. Michael B. Jordan. Your life is still meaningful, and I'm going to do everything possible to keep them from taking it. Academy Award winner Jamie Foxx. You don't know what it is down here when you're guilty from the moment you're born. And Academy Award winner Brie Larson. I don't want my son growing up knowing that his mom stopped doing what was right just because she was scared. You ain't quitting, is you? No, sir. Just Mercy. Hated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing in select theaters. Everywhere January 10th. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Sergeant Keeley. William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. You hear a lot of business people talk about core values these days. That sounds good, but if you're like me, you're just not sure what that means until you come across a company like Core Mark Metals. Owners Diane and John Dormanen founded the company in 1992 on this basic principle, provide quality products with outstanding service. You can rely on Core Mark Metals to help you reach your goals. Their innovative solutions will keep your business and projects running smoothly. Whether you're looking to manufacture a product to bring to market, needing thousands of parts fabricated to impeccable standards, or building a trailer in your garage. Cormark Metals will ensure you meet your goal. To find out more about their extensive stock of metal hardware or to explore their menu of fabrication and design services, join them at CormarkMetals.com. That's CormarkMetals.com. Or visit one of their newly remodeled retail centers to speak with a friendly and knowledgeable team member. You can shop metals or hardware and get inspired. Cormark Metals, where technology and creativity meet. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you're in the mood to join me. And it'd be great if you did, especially if you disagree with me. Standing orders to the producer is always, as always, people who disagree with me get through first. Speaking of first, first thing in your morning, you get the news. We've launched a daily newsletter, the Daybreak Insider. You first look at today's news, you get a rapid-fire look at today's news from a conservative viewpoint. Do it. Detailed yet concise. Only I got a couple minutes to catch up on today's stories. Well, we've got the Daybreak Insider. Just subscribe at am12athepatriot.com. Use the keyword subscribe. Get your day started right. You got coffee. You got your oatmeal. You got your eggs. You got your Daybreak Insider. 651-289-4488. But you knew that. So... We're talking about St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell, who, again, just to reset here, uh, in his New Year's greeting to the city, said, 
That means even today, uh, by the way, read the Article 1, Section 2 paragraph from the uh, Minnesota State Constitution, which says there shall be neither slavery nor involuntary servitude in the state, except as punishment for a crime of which the party has been convicted. Almost word for word the same as the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery seven years later. Thought for thought, exactly the same idea except that it happened before the war. It happened when states, at least hypothetically, still had the option of saying slavery is kosher, as it were. And uh, at a time when it was still something of a moral stance. The chief says, that means today. I'll just read it one more time. This means that today, even 162 years since the state of Minnesota banned slavery and servitude, there's still an exception in our Constitution that allows it. Uh, he points on to slave. slavery is not a Minnesota value. Well, duh. Uh, words matter, says the chief. That's why I'm making it my 2020 resolution to raise awareness of this clause to ignite a movement among people who care about doing what's right. A movement to champion an amendment removing slavery from the Minnesota State Constitution. Now, I've said earlier in the broadcast, I can't tell. If this initiative is childish, uh, childish is the wrong word, deeply and toxically naive, or if it's Orwellian, or if it's deeply and intensely cynical. So let's go through each of them here. Uh, because as, as the chief says, words matter. So let's let's talk about the notion that that words matter and the idea that erasing references to slavery from the Minnesota Constitution will somehow atone for the fact that slavery existed, albeit not in Minnesota, at least not officially, not outside of federal government and army employees in the days before and not formally at all, since Minnesota didn't have a government up until uh, I mean, Minnesota wasn't a state until 1858, and the Dakota Territory operated, generally speaking, under a different set of rules, but still under the, the guise, of, under the governance of the United States Constitution. So slaves did exist in Minnesota, but they were not an official part of the state until the state established itself and, and adopted its constitution 162 years ago. So... The word slavery exists in the Constitution, and the word slavery is justifiably a bit of a trigger for a significant part of the population, and certainly a rallying cry for a good chunk of the rest of the population. For example, uh, my ancestors in the Kingdom of Norway were the first significant country to abolish slavery a little over a thousand years ago. So... There is that. I like to think that some part of my ancestry had something to do with abolishing that abomination. But the reference to slavery exists purely for its abolition. And the idea that erasing it erases the sin, the crime, uh, to which, by the way, it was specifically intended to prevent, to outlaw, to to take off the table in this new state. I, I'm wondering what the chief thinks that accomplishes. Is 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 he similarly going to advocate? I don't know, tearing down the Holocaust Museum, bulldozing Auschwitz and Dachau. Because the Holocaust happened, and if we remove references to the Holocaust, somehow people will feel better about mankind's depraved nature? Remember, slavery was the dominant position in most of human society, throughout most of human history. Taking and keeping and using slaves was the norm, not the exception. And yes, the United States kept slavery in existence longer than much of the Western world did, by no means all of it. But slavery existed elsewhere in the world and still does exist elsewhere in the world. The United States was not the worst practitioner of it, but we practiced it and went on to fight a war over it and are still dealing with its side effects. 
So is is erasing slavery what what effect does the chief and let's be honest it's more than just the chief because the day after the Thursday after uh, after New Year's uh, January 2nd this past Thursday this story was out fully produced and ready to go in the Twin Cities media public radio was rolling with this story bright and early Thursday morning so this is not a surprise to anyone in the Twin Cities progressive elite John Lesh, uh, the representative from uh, one of the most, well, representative from the east side of St. Paul, was right out there on, on Chief Axtell's Facebook page saying, oh, I'm going to author the, the this legislation. And, of course, you know, the, well, what this actually means we'll get to in a moment here. But I, I it's childish. Uh, I, again, not childish. It's I'd, part of me thinks it's naive or it's playing to the naivete of people who don't really think about this stuff all that hard to think that erasing slavery has anything to do with erasing slavery. It's history. It's part of the depravity of the human condition going back as far as humankind has been able to recall itself since the dawn of history. I mean, slaves were part of the biblical narrative. You read the gospel, and and Christ talks about the behavior of slaves and their masters. Up until 200 years ago, slavery everywhere in the world was either the norm or something that had just very recently risen past, except for Norway and Sweden. There has never been a significant culture in the world. The Greeks, the Romans, the Vikings up until the 10 hundreds, uh, Britain, most of Western Europe, the French, oh, they were some of the worst practitioners. The Muslim world still practices it. There are still Africans being kidnapped and sold into slavery in Libya. The last major movement of slaves from Africa took place 100 years ago as a massive wave of kidnappings resulted in Africans being sent to the Middle East, to the Muslim world. So you want to erase slavery from the Minnesota Constitution? Okay. To what effect? Is this just virtue signaling? Oh, no, it's not just virtue signaling. That's the, the virtue signaling is the least of it because You can call it naive, and I do, but beyond that, it's downright Orwellian. It's Orwellian because, again, as I pointed out, in 1857 and 1858, when uh, when this article was added, this really, this sentence was added to the Minnesota State Constitution, slavery was still very much an issue, and the rejection of slavery was a matter over which this nation was ever, by the way, everyone knew it at the time. This nation was going to go to war sooner or sooner over the issue of slavery. And the fact that the state of Minnesota took the action of putting it down in ink at a time when principles were things that you might have to defend with your life mattered. And what's Orwellian about this is that erasing the word slavery erases the fact that at one point in this state's history, the very earliest point in this state's history, at a time when the question was going to become a matter, a question to be settled by force of arms, the state of Minnesota, run by a bunch of white European males, said that we are a free state. And erasing that reference from the Constitution erases the moral stance that the founders of this state took. And you could look at the founders of this state and say, well, they missed a lot of moral stances. Their treatment of the Indians, the Dakota War, pretty awful uh, moral stances to take. And in, in many cases, you might even be right. But this one they got right. And that's something that's politically incorrect to reference these days, the idea that the founders of this country or this state, dead white European males all, 
could have possibly gotten something right. Erasing that is very much to the DFL's benefit these days. Disagree with me? Give us a call. 651-289-4488. Is it childish or naive? Is it Norwellian? We'll get to cynicism in a moment. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Don't know where to turn to cut through the noise in these divisive times? Americans for Prosperity is here with a common-sense approach to help you understand the issues. With 2020 right around the corner, there's lots of work to be done to help make our state the best place to live, work, and raise a family. We'll give you the tools you need to make a difference in your community and make your voice heard. Tune in to Americans for Prosperity Radio Saturdays at 4 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot to dive past the headlines and help every Minnesotan achieve their American dream. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't forget my band Elephant in the Room at the Stillwater Bowl and Lounge tonight, 8 till midnight. Join us, won't you please? Love to see you there. By the way, we got those Edge of the Metro drink and food prices. On the land of ice and snow in the Northeast Metro, one of our favorite bars. Although we've got some more gigs coming up, so stay tuned. By the way, uh, by the way, we'll be opening up the phone lines in a moment here at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. My my two que- my three questions were: Is the Chiefs? Uh, and I say the Chief in scare quotes because it's not just him. This is a DFL thing. You could tell uh, because. Representative Lesh was right there, raring to go uh, to say, yeah, I'll, I'll carry the bill. And the media ran the story bright and early the next morning. Uh, so you could see that this is not just a matter of altruism, not just a matter of uh, virtue, signal, uh, virtue signaling people, but it's also a matter of having a bully pulpit issue for the coming election. And right there, that's why this is becoming an issue. Removing something from the Minnesota State Constitution that is identical, thought for thought, and almost word for word, with the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution, the monumental achievement of Abraham Lincoln abolishing slavery in the Constitution against 
some quite some legislative odds has nothing to do with slavery has everything to do with the erasure of Minnesota's founding fathers' stance in 1858, before the Civil War. And it is mostly about giving the DFL a bully pulpit issue to try and browbeat, gaslight, and log roll the population. I can just see the hearings over trying to refer this to a state vote, which is, by the way, the point here. This is going to be a change to the Constitution. It'll have to be voted on by the population in the 2020 election, which they are counting on to A— Give uh, give them a, a reason to bring a whole lot of DFL constituents to the polls in an election where they might otherwise not in a year where the Trump surge threatens Minnesota, Minnesota might conceivably threaten Minnesota's blue status and certainly threatens Angie Craig and Dean Phillips's uh, congressional terms. And beyond that. Uh, gives them a chance to browbeat people in hearings. I can already hear it. John Lesh, in a hearing over this issue, saying, well, you must approve of slavery then. If you oppose this measure, you must think slavery is a dandy thing. Because he is that stupid. He is that craven. Feel free to tell it to his face. By the way, I oppose this amendment not because I support slavery. In fact, I urge anyone who wants to say that it means I do support slavery to tell it to my face and and do it quickly because it'll be the last time in your life you'll say that with teeth in your mouth. Have your dental insurance paid up if you want to say that to my face. I don't support slavery. I had ancestors who fought against it, spent the best of the years of their lives doing it. But this is, in my humble opinion, naive at best. I mean, the equivalent of bulldozing the Wounded Knee Memorial to erase the the crimes against Native Americans. It's Orwellian. It removes removes history that, that the ruling class in this state finds inconvenient. And it's cynical. It's done entirely to try and turn out the vote this coming election. It's virtue signaling. The virtue signaling is the least of the problems with this, in my humble opinion. Disagree? 651-289-4488. Let's go to Shoreview. Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, Yeah, on this one, I think I agree with the police chief, and I'm trying to come from a view of not left or right, but just common sense. I think the mistake is in the wording when it says the only exception to slavery is is incarceration as the penalty for a crime, they should have said the, uh, the only loss of freedom and loss of personal autonomy shall be the penalty of incarceration for committing certain crimes. I mean, you see the difference? I see the difference. I do. And in fact, I thought the same thing. And I wound up having to reread uh, the Article 1, Section 2. I'll read it again here. There shall be neither slavery nor involuntary servitude in the state otherwise than as punishment for a crime for which the party has been convicted. I, I can see what you're saying. On the other hand, the distinction is right there in words. And it is exactly the same distinction. As in Section 1 of Amendment 13 of the United States Constitution, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime, uh, where uh, whereof the party has been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to its jurisdiction. In fact, it could be said, grammatically speaking, in terms of the structure of the sentence, as, as and I'm an English major, I get to do this, uh, th- th- that it, it might be even clearer, the distinction between slavery and prison, might be even clearer in the Minnesota version of the amendment, and yet nobody that I've heard of says the 13th Amendment should be repealed because it references slavery. See, when I, I, I see what you're getting at, Bob. You see, you see my perspective on this. I yeah, mean, but there is a difference between slavery and the loss of uh, freedom and loss of personal autonomy. If your point is that both amendments could stand a little bit of rewriting, I don't entirely disagree. On the other hand, Bob, and thank you for your call, I I do think you can also say with a a straight face that if you think that the Minnesota uh, writing, the the construction of Minnesota's constitution, again, there shall be neither slavery slavery nor involuntary servitude, versus the United States Constitution, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, uh, shall be shall be exist in the United States. I mean, they are thought for thought and almost word for I mean, 
they move one, the United States Constitution moves the clause about uh, punishment ahead of where it is in the Minnesota Constitution. That's it. The thoughts are absolutely identical. So, if you believe that tearing down the Holocaust Museum, that bulldozing the Wounded Knee Memorial, that tearing down the memorial and the annual observances of the deaths of the 39 Lakota who were executed by Lincoln's government in 1862 after the Dakota War, removing the references to those episodes, tearing down Vad Yashem, Yad Vashem, Vad Yashem, the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem, uh, excuse me, Tel Aviv, uh, would have something to do with erasing the moral crimes of the war against the Native Americans, the genocide, frankly, against the Native Americans, the genocide against the Jews, or any moral crime. If you think removing references to, if you make a case that removing the moral reference has something, anything to do with atoning for the crime, I'm all ears, but it seems naive at best. And that's the least of the crimes because it is Orwellian. Say what you will about the construction of the sentence, but the timing is important. It was by no means the default position in this country in 1858. In fact, it was some ways it was swimming against the stream nationwide, or at least paddling across a very turbulent stream, let's put it that way. And removing it from the Constitution has the effect of suppressing the fact that Minnesota took that stance and paid for that with the lives of many Minnesotans. Minnesota's uh, military contribution to the Union was the first of all of the states of the Union in 1861. Uh, so we put our lives where our mouth was in this state, fighting against the, the, the war that was fought over slavery. But most of all, it's cynical. It's basically trying to play that bit of history to the benefit of the DFL and to give a little twerps like John Lesh this illusion of moral authority that they have done nothing to earn. As opposed to, I don't know, fighting crime in St. Paul. Six five Northern Alliance Radio Network. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there day one with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. 
Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America, the people. AM 1280, The Patriot.